everyone. Welcome back to the Chiefly Football Podcast. I am the underqualified host, Kinlock, and today we're going to be reviewing the Week 7 game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Big game. Chiefs were one-point favorites going into this game. I have no idea how that happened when I saw that. My mind was blown. But um, joining me today for this episode is Dave. Thank you, Dave, for joining me tonight. Good to be here. Just recuperating from National Tight Ends Day. It was it was uh, quite the festive event, and uh, glad I had this Monday to be able to to get back on track. Yeah, do you do you play tight end growing up? You know, I <laughs> uh, insert sophomoric tight end joke, but I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah yeah it was kind of interesting how how much uh screen time national tight end day got i mean i i feel like they made it a thing like starting like three years ago two years ago but they really went all out in like selling people on it being an actual day <laughs> i i have a feeling in a not too distant future a couple of years we're going to be giving gifts on on the day, so <laughs> I'm sure my kids would be totally fine with that. Maybe that's what would get them into football, is if there was a football related day where they got presents. <laughs> you know what? You've got something there. That's the way to recruit the next generation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, good. You know what? We need to send that to the marketing department of the NFL. <laughs> All right, and so along with Dave joining me today, Staten is uh, usually the pretty face on the podcast, but um, he wasn't able to make it tonight. Luckily, we've got somebody who's a little bit better um, in that department. Liesl, say hi. Hi, guys. Thank you for for joining us, Liesl. Um, Looking forward to your quick wit and... uh, and, uh, your knowledge of the game and Liesl, who is your favorite tight end? Right, this is a kids' pod, kids' podcast. <laughs> well, she's she's a little skittish here, being her first time on national national podcast. Yep. But I will tell you that uh, prior, probably to Kelsey, her favorite tight end was Tony Gonzalez. In fact, she pegged him when we when the Chiefs drafted him that he was going to be a superstar. So. <laughs> And I still drool over him when he's he's on ESPN. That would be Amazon now. Is it Amazon? Yeah. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. She's just licking her lips regardless of where he is. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's focus on let's get past tight end day. Let's focus on a Chiefs win over <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers. And again, just like the Super Bowl, the Chiefs uh, overcame a a double-digit deficit to win. The best defense in the NFL. How yeah. about that? And how do you feel about the 49er quarterback? He is cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's the insight we're looking for. <laughs> That's probably uh, something like Sam, Sam would have said funny. something like that. So You guys yeah. are too serious. I'm just trying to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Well, 
Dave, I know you were a little nervous after the the start of the game. The 49ers got out to a 10-point lead to start. And even after the Chiefs scored their touchdown, it seemed like you were were nervous about, I don't know if it was just that you thought that this might be a game where the Chiefs were just going to beat themselves. Um, but I just remember you pointing out how the Chiefs were going to, that you needed to see the Chiefs win the turnover battle in this game if if they were going to pull it out. Well, yeah, it was, um, it, well, at that point it was to get a turnover. That sometime in the game we would have to get a turnover to get a possession back, I felt. Uh, at, at that point, uh, Mahomes had already thrown an interception, and then we had the muffed punt by Moore. And, it, you know, statistically, when if, you know, wh- whoever is successful in, in, in positive turnovers, it generally wins the game. So I felt that the way that the 49ers were at, at that point, um, first drive, they went right down, settled for a field goal, but subsequently scored a touchdown on, on the second, uh, that the Chiefs needed a turnover to get a possession back, uh, to, get, to get back in the game. Uh, and shortly thereafter, they had to pick at the, at the goal line and well, I missed that the the Chiefs offense was going to turn it on, and the 49er defense was going to cave. Uh, I yeah, I, I thought that the Chiefs were digging themselves a hole in a hole against a good t- what I thought was going to be a better a better team. Mm-hmm. The 49ers, in retrospect, obviously they didn't look that good in the game, but going into the game, I mean, I, I mentioned that the Chiefs were one point favorites. And the the 49ers, along with, I would say, four or five other teams in the NFL, are kind of like on the brink of being good. But, I mean, this the, the season this year um, in the NFL is just way different than we, what we've seen in years past, where you have the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Eagles, who seem to be like the clear great teams in the NFL and even the Eagles, I feel like still have kind of question marks because they came out of nowhere, but a lot of the teams that you thought were good, like the bucks, the Ravens, the Packers, I mean, the 49ers, like then they go and they just don't look very good. So going into this game, the 49ers had looked really good, had shown to be a team that could possibly be like a top five team but then they go and just get blown out by the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think it, it both it goes to show that the NFL isn't as top heavy as it has been. Well, I mean I guess it's top heavy in the sense that the Chiefs and the Bills are just clearly that much better than everybody else, but but b- below them there's like there's a lot of parity in the NFL. There's not a lot of big difference between the fourth and fifth team and I don't know, like the 12th and 13th team. So I guess it was just going into this game. 
people thought it was going to be a lot more competitive than it was. But Dave, I guess I'm just curious what your thoughts are on what a beatdown of the 49ers says about the Chiefs team. Like, is that is that a statement win for the Chiefs, or is that them taking care of business? Yeah, I I don't know that it was a statement win after after going back and and even even doing some additional reading to to try to get a perspective. Uh, it's, it seems like a lot of people felt that the 49ers actually got exposed. Um, some felt that the, um, you know, being, being perceived as the number one defense was an aberration due to the schedule that they played. Uh, and, and it, it kind of looked like that, that might be the case there. Uh, and, but but like you said, the, you know the the whole NFC West. I mean, they're all three and four teams, uh, and I would have thought that that might look a little bit different. Uh, but then again, you got the Giants and the Jets out east with winning records that I wouldn't have anticipated, and and I'm not convinced that they're legitimate um, as well. That I I think there's just so much parity in the NFL, and a lot of people just think that it's just bad football flat out. Uh, and and as you alluded to, it's pretty surprising that a lot of these teams that are being led by, you know, the supposed young young crop of quarterbacks, the Joe Burrows, the Lamar Jacksons, um, you know, even even the Chargers would get thrown into that group, um, haven't haven't been impressive, um, at at least as in a in a in a records wise. And, you know, that's not including Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and the wrecks that they're driving in, in Tampa and Green Bay. So, yeah, I don't think that it's a statement win. I think after what we've seen, it's, it's the Bills and, and the Chiefs are, are it. And, and maybe, maybe the Bengals come around. I don't know really where, where they are. Um, I was never sold on their, their run last year. Uh, but certainly the Eagles you know, seem to be putting something together. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I guess I wouldn't say it's necessarily a statement win in that, like, the Chiefs are better than we thought they were, but I guess just to be as dominant against what was considered a top defense. But, I mean, they they beat up on the 49ers defense that was sold as definitely top three defense. They beat up on the Buccaneers defense that was sold as a top three defense. Um, and then the Bills was the other defense, and they held the Chiefs pretty well. <laughs> right. Um, so well, the other two were revealed as frauds. We see what the Buccaneers have lost four in a row. Uh, so, yeah, I don't I, – I, or, or maybe the Chiefs' offense is just getting more prolific. Yeah, well, they certainly looked good yesterday. Mahomes threw for over 300 yards, had three touchdowns. He did have that interception. Um on that on the first drive of the game but i mean definitely interceptions that happen that early aren't as big of an impact as as they would be later in the game and you can definitely put a lot of that on on sky Moore as well and his his youth and his inexperience and perhaps running the route uh poorly (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, the offense, the offense looked fantastic. And one of the great things I enjoyed seeing was all the wide receivers who were able to contribute. And we've seen that over the last couple of weeks. Um, I think three weeks ago it was MVS or maybe that was two weeks ago. And then last week it was Juju this week. Both of them went for over a hundred yards. Travis Kelsey just finished three yards shy of hundred yards at 97. Juju had a really nice touchdown run. It was a, a 45 yard touchdown run. MBS had a 57 yard catch. So the big plays are coming as well. And that's awesome to see um, for a team that, that so far this season has struggled with creating big plays without Tyreek Hill. But it, I thought it was just awesome to see that, you know, Mahomes be as good as he was, put up the stats that he put up without having to rely solely on Travis Kelsey. Um, because that's what we've seen most of the season is him having to rely on Travis Kelsey in the biggest situations um, for them to to generate their offense, especially in the red zone that that they've needed Kelsey. But I mean, yesterday he didn't he didn't have a touchdown. Unfortunately, he got that one taken away, um, which didn't help my fantasy team much. But but it was great to see MVS, Juju, and even McCall Hardman. McCall Hardman had three touchdowns. Um, so it was just awesome to see, uh, I guess, just what we were hoping to see going into the season and what the wide receivers could do, how they could change the offense, and then just seeing how it's finally coming to fruition, um, you know, seven weeks into the season. What, what were your thoughts on either the wide receivers or if there was another player or group or, you know, offensive play calling, you know, scheme or anything that you – that you you liked from that game? Yeah, I think um, no, no question. It it was it was it was exciting to see uh, the the receivers Juju and MVS get involved with that and have have big days. And um, I think that's an indication of them getting more acquainted with with the offense continually, as well as as with Mahomes and understanding what he's trying to do. Uh, I think. What I enjoyed the most of this game was I felt that the Chiefs came in prepared offensively with a game plan. Uh, I, I think we saw it relentless or several times where they just totally um, anticipated what Bosa was going to do and then exploited his aggressiveness. Um, we, we saw that on on several plays where uh, you know they allowed him in and ended up getting a couple of big plays. I thought the Chiefs did a great job on the screen game uh, as well. So, uh, you know, I've it, it felt like Andy actually put together a game plan to beat the 49ers and not having to be huge and figure out what exotic plays we're going to do at the goal line to, to try to get a score in that – they were serious about taking care of business and that they were, I thought they were pretty relentless and, and even aggressive uh, like the, the big catch that, that Kelsey made on, on the third and one uh, that was, that was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, so I, I have, you know, I would have liked, typically I like to see them run the ball more often. 
but they really did a great job. It felt like they were running the ball more, even though it wasn't necessarily the case, but you had the backs getting the ball. Right. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought that they did really well in using all of their components and executing. Yeah. And kind of like what you, yeah, you mentioned like McKinnon and I know that Liesl is a big McKinnon fan, but I remember watching that game and thinking that, well, you know, McKinnon had a great game, but then you look at the stat box and he had two rushes and two receptions. <laughs> right. But I mean, they went for, they went for almost 50 yards right. and I mean, one of them came on a 34 yard screen screen pass on third and very long that just like put a dagger in the hearts of 49ers fans and their team. Um, so that was something that, I mean, that's just another thing that we haven't mentioned yet, but being able to convert to big time third and long um, mm-hmm. conversions that most teams in the NFL aren't, aren't able to do. And the chiefs are able to do it regularly and they were able to do it against a good defense. So um using all of their chess pieces that they have. And like you mentioned, Andy Reid being able to kind of come up with this game plan where he's able to, to use all of these different pieces uh, to keep the defense confused and, uh, and, and exploit them. I mean, yeah, it was a very well-called game and very well executed from the offense. And I know, Liesl, you really appreciated McKinnon's efforts. I did. <laughs> what did you like the best? <laughs> what did you appreciate that he brought? I just I just liked how he just pushed his way through. He was direct and went straight, didn't mess around in the backfield. Like maybe some other chief running back often does um, in, in the name of patience. Yeah. I mean, I, although, I, although he patiently ran into the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just weird because you see the difference in, well, I mean, you see the difference in outcome for one. I think that's usually mm-hmm. why you see it. But yeah, just the difference with CEH, who obviously I know that you were alluding to, it's, you know, yeah, the difference between when he's being patient in the backfield and waiting for things to develop and then they never do and he gets tackled for like a two-yard gain. And then there's the ones where he just, he knows where he's going, he hits the hole and he gets a huge gain. So. And he did that yesterday. It was great. Yeah. It was good to watch that one. Yeah. It was kind of fun to watch Dave also just kind of like have to eat his words after <laughs> bashing on CEH for <laughs> most of the game. And then he goes off and runs this and has a great 16-yard touchdown run. Yeah, and it was it was a nice, very well blocked. I have to say. I mean, yeah, he wasn't touched until like the three. So <laughs> <laughs> it does make your job easier as a running back. Yeah. All right, so moving on to the defense. Defense had a great game. Held the 49ers to twenty three points, um, and actually gave another two points to the Chiefs. Um, what were your thoughts on on the defense? Was there a a position group or player that stood out to you in the game against the 49ers? Clark. So you like Frank Clark? He did well, got a safety. Yeah, I think he did pretty okay. 
he did he did he did do well uh you know chris jones of course was 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 tremendous in there um i it, you know what i thought our defensive backs did well um even on kittles and satan had alluded to this before is like how our defensive backs are especially our young ones are always right there and just barely miss making the play. And we saw that with Kittle's touchdown is that our DB was right there with him. Just, just couldn't get his hand on the ball to knock it away. But I thought, you know, there, it was, it was, it was good. It was nice to have Willie Gay back there. Um, I thought the, the first part, I was still concerned about the run game. Um, I, I, I wonder what would have happened if Shanahan stayed with the run game a little bit more uh, because they were doing so well. And, you know, using, using Mc, the, the juice that McCaffrey was bringing, I thought could have, could have um, offset some of the things that Garoppolo is going to do. But if you're going to put the, if you're going to make Garoppolo win the game, it's usually not going to go well. No. And, and, and we saw that. So, you know, I put a little bit of the blame on the 49ers from getting away from that run game. And I would be curious to see how we stood up uh, with that. But all, all things being considered, um, you know, it's, it's still a work in progress on, on that defensive side. But that's what we want. We need, we need reps, especially in our, you know, in the back end. Yeah, and I think if Stan were here, he would talk about to his own horn, talk about how great the defensive line was. Um, so I guess I'll just make that comment for him. We've been looking for more from the defensive line pretty much this entire season. Chris Jones has played pretty well, hasn't always necessarily shown up on the stat sheet, but, I mean, yesterday it did. We finished with five sacks. Uh, Chris Jones had two of them, including a strip sack. That was, was awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I mean... Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's how you strip sack. And I think, I mean, we had a Stan and I had a lengthy conversation on tackling the quarterback after after his incident landing on. I don't even remember who it was at the time, um, but yeah, I mean that that's the way that I feel like strip sacks. I mean, that was Derek Johnson or. Uh, Derek Thomas, that's what he was doing. Tom Mahaly, that's what they were doing. Um, I mean, there's other ways to strip the quarterback. I feel like going for the ball makes a lot more sense than nowadays when the quarterback has no idea you're coming, going for the ball instead of trying to just, like, smash the quarterback. Um, so it was, it was awesome to see that play out. Um, the, the Chiefs were able to recover that. Frank Clark had one and a half sacks, one – one was for the safety, but he just looked like he was more active and brought more energy than we've seen from him previously. Um, so agreed. Yeah. So it was great to see all of them. Um, Carl Loftus felt like he was kind of invisible for most of the game, um, but he did have a really nice pressure and quarterback hit that led to an interception um, there in the red zone for the chiefs. So yeah, I mean, I, I just thought it was a great game specifically for the defensive line. It did make the, the defensive backs' jobs easier. Um, but then all that 
combined with the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo was the other quarterback and he's just skittish kind of as it is and and a a bit of a gunslinger who just wants to get rid of the ball and you know yeah he's a gunslinger that lets he just prays a lot when he throws himself <laughs> um but as lethal a test he can look good doing it yeah yeah that's the price you pay when you sell your soul to the devil you you're able to look as good as he does but when you pray it doesn't usually work so <laughs> um so speaking of good-looking quarterbacks, Liesl, one one question we would have: Do you think it's a requirement for the quarterback to be attractive? No, you don't. Can you think of an ugly quarterback? That's good. <laughs> was Joe Montana handsome? Yeah, I think he was handsome. How about Alex? Brett was handsome. Who? Brett Favre. Yeah. Okay. So so far. Um. We're just going to cherry pick all the good looking quarterbacks. <laughs> Pete Manning? Um, really? What about Tom Brady? Yeah. embarrassing to say that. <laughs> Does he look handsome when he's throwing tablets and yelling at his teammates? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, well, that was not a prerequisite at How all. about Dan Marino? about John Elway? <laughs> don't we put up a lot of pressure to be having me answer that question what about Dave <laughs> I'm not a quarterback no but it wasn't because your looks <laughs> <laughs> no but it had to be the arm <laughs> and the height yeah. so alright so sorry about what that about we got, that's a lot of penalties yesterday on both sides of the ball. There were always flags falling. I know. I was like, what is up with that? Yeah, we got tired of laundry on the field, period. Yeah. Well, I mean, the yeah, the Chiefs had eight penalties. San Francisco had ten. Uh, and there were some that weren't even, that, you know, were declined. Yeah, they got picked up or that offset or whatever. Yeah, there were several offsetting penalties, it seemed. Yeah. Most of them hurt the Chiefs. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there are, there are definitely a lot of times where the, the Chiefs kind of beat themselves. There was that, yeah, the Travis Kelsey touchdown that got called back. Um, there was a touchdown to, who was it? Was it Juju that got called back, and then we ended up having to kick the field goal, and he missed it? Oh, no, that was the Kelsey one. No, there was... Because Kelsey ended up sticking the ball over the end over the end zone, wasn't it? I think it was somebody else. I don't know. Yeah, but Butker missed the field goal anyway. Yes. He was 6-for-6 six six on extra points, which is why Chiefs win when you score six touchdowns and you can kick six, six extra points. So the one field goal you missed doesn't matter. But, yeah, definitely like to see him hitting those, especially as my fantasy kicker. Well, what was your overall feeling of special teams? Um, really, the big thing was, yeah. Uh, I mean, Bucker, I guess, was the one that came to mind. It was awesome to see um, Kemp making that awesome tackle yeah. on, on the kickoff. And Sky Moore, they need to seriously consider not having him punt return. And I think that's probably where they're going to go. Just because, I mean, they're talking about the knuckleball of that punt, but I'm not buying it. 
So question for you. How many how many fumbles slash muff punts would you allow a, a rookie punt returner to do before you decide you're going to replace them? Well, I guess it depends on how much you believe in him. I think Sky Moore specifically is second-round pick, and they drafted him for his playmaking ability. Offensively, they haven't used him as much. Um, I mean, he was technically part of two turnovers in that game yesterday. So I think it makes sense for them to want to get the ball in his hands in some way, and punt returning is probably the easiest and simplest way for him to do that. Um, so I, I think if you believe in the guy and his ability as a punt returner and as a, a playmaker – and you've invested in him, I think you you just play it out until, I mean, I guess that's kind of the question, but um, I, would, I would say definitely let, I would let him do it probably the year, and then maybe if it's continues to be a problem throughout the entire season, then in like the playoffs, when the game starts to really matter, maybe you switch to something else. And I don't think the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs have done that kind of before like with Hardman when he first got drafted he was used all the time as you know a kick returner punt returner now he didn't really had he didn't have the fumble problems but in big situations they pulled him out and they put Tyreek back there so I don't think um pulling more out in big situations kind of like that where um where you either need to make sure that there aren't mistakes or where you need a really big play. I don't think it's against the chief's um, history or character to move him out. Yeah. Uh, and, and the reason I ask that is because uh, I went back and looked at um well, let me rephrase it this way. If he had if he had eight fumbles or muff punts, would that be a concern? Yes. Um, would you think wouldn't it be reasonable to think okay, this is not a good fit for him. We need <laughs> we need to put Hardman back there. Yeah. I mean, at some point too, like when it gets, I would say, yeah, when it's, when it's that high and that frequently, um, yeah, it's not just about the team and how that one specific play in that game impacts the chief's ability to win. But when it's the same player being put in a situation where he continues to make mistakes, where especially when it's so like focused on him, he's the one returner back there. And he like the mistake is in front of everybody to see. Um, I mean, I think that just puts a ton more pressure on him. And I, you'd think that eventually he'd just be like, all right, I <laughs> don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Well, and, and I kind of, I kind of use that as a kind of a setup because I was, I'm, and, and I'm working under this, the assumption that we've seen this with Dave, with Dave Tobe before of if he sees something special uh, because I literally pulled eight out because when I went back and looked at Devin Hester's rookie season in 2006, he had, I couldn't tell whether they were muffs, but he had eight fumbles 
in the return game. Two wow. of them, in two of the games, he had three each. So, three now, one each, cap... Like three kick return and three punt fumbles? No, no, he had... I, it, I could, they, these, were punt, these were punt returns. Okay. He had three fumbles twice. Three fumbles in a game twice. So, of his wow. eight fumbles, six of them came in two games. Oh. Um, including like the second, either the last game or the second to the last game. So it wasn't like he had early punt early issues. Um, now, one caveat is they only lost two of those eight. But still, that's a, that's a significant amount. And and I'm working under the assumption that Dave Tobe was there at the, at the time. I don't know that. Um, but if he was, that gives, and, and as you alluded to, if they think that there's something special with Sky Moore, then I don't see him leaving that role. Uh, because, and, and I didn't, I didn't look at Dante Hall to see what he, what he looked at, like his rookie year. Um, but I, I just wanted to see, I figured let's, let's go to the very best. And I, I was pretty surprised to see that he had eight in his rookie year. And uh, yeah. so that, yeah. that just lets me know if Tobe, if Tobe was there, Sky Moore is not going anywhere. I don't think. Well, that was a great little nugget. That was awesome. I, well, that's, it's also interesting too, because when you, I mean, it's not uncommon for teams, like after a fumble happens for them to then put out like their sure handed punt returner. And I don't know. I guess it's just in, it's weird that um, your main punt returner isn't always the shorthanded one. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And I guess like that's the point, or it's he's not back there to not make mistakes. He's back there to like be a game changer. So if the Chiefs, like like we, we talked about, if they believe that he can be that game changer back there. We saw Devin Hester. He was a game changer back there, and the Bears saw it. You know, they're going to be willing to go through those growing pains with him because the upside is worth it. If they just wanted to put somebody back there who wasn't going to fumble and, you know, that was it. I mean, you could put some, you know, our tight ends back there or, um, you know, our holder back there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure there's a number of shorthanded players back, you know, who can, who can do that. So, yeah, no, I think that's really uh, a really interesting point and definitely gives me a different, pers uh, you know, a different perspective on um, how both the chiefs might be handling that situation and how as fans, we should probably be more patient with uh, young players in, you know, in those high pressure roles. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agreed. All right. Did you have any other thoughts from special teams? Anything, you know, in your fifteen-year research, you know, mm, you find no, any other no. nuggets about kickers no. and <laughs> ones that miss field goals every couple games? Nope that was uh, that was that was that was it. That was kind of the biggest takeaway for me was. Um, that was Sky Moore. Um, I think Butker will correct himself um, 
it, it, he's got a track record of succeeding. So as, as you alluded to, he was nailing his extra point. Uh, and and nothing mattered because our offense was so efficient this this time around. Um, I'm just excited to continue to see uh, our growth on the defensive side as as well as um, Juju and MVS. And we didn't even mention that MVS should have scored a touchdown, but that ball was woefully underthrown to him. And we've we've off you know we've had some discussion here about. Mahomes' inability to consistently throw a deep ball or even throw a deep ball accurately lately. So I um, that was just an indicator that it worked out, but MVS had a touchdown. Yeah, I, th- I think that's just something, yeah, that we've been tracking lately, and we haven't really seen it much, like, opportunities to track it even this year uh, without – Tyreek Hill, it seems like a lot of those opportunities are gone. Um, I guess it was just kind of anecdotal for me, just feeling like I'm looking back at a lot of these, you know, those big time throws that they weren't, yeah, Mahomes leading Tyreek Hill and hitting him in stride. It was a lot of receivers making plays on a throw that just happened to go like 40 yards. (laughs) So, so yeah, now that we're, we're, tracking that more specifically and this was kind of one of those first examples of that happening uh, yeah hopefully we see more and hopefully we see some that prove um, those anecdotes wrong but yeah something for everyone I think to kind of keep their eye on as far as people who are just wanting to you know um, kind of cast it aside as as Patrick Mahomes is one of the best deep throwers in the NFL. You know, he's got a great, great arm, strong arm, but there's more to that in throwing a deep ball than just having a strong arm. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So that was a great game by the chiefs, um, heading into the bye week now, not looking forward to that, but, <laughs> but it, it comes at a good time for the chiefs. I think I de- Ideally, you like the the buys a little bit later. Um, just I feel like the later you get the you know the the more beneficial the the that rest is, um, and the rest probably lasts a little longer. Um, but especially with the seventeen week season now, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think it just it, even rest, but just. Um, you know, how much more maybe the injuries pile up. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And hopefully, you know, knock on wood, we don't actually see it on the Chiefs. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, how this this 16th and 17th game go when you're 10 weeks past your bye and, yeah, you, you've had 10 consecutive weeks of beating up um, beating up each other with so, um, although it helps if you get you put up a big lead and you put in your third stringers, like we've done, it was <laughs> that, that last that last little bit of a game was was preseason for both teams. Yeah, I think I feel I wonder if we miss an opportunity there with that Kelsey play 
um, it didn't end up working at all, but I'm just kind of curious to see what they were trying to do there with Chad Henney at quarterback. You have half of your offensive line is your backups. Yeah, that was to get his extra three yards to make another 100-yard game. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> it's just, just the one play and didn't work, and they're like, oh, well, we tried. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah. That's funny. That's cool that the, the coach was – or that, yeah, the coaches were willing to try it. Yeah, Henny owes Kelsey some a dinner or something or some Kelsey crunch. <laughs> Yeah, brought to you by Hy-Vee. <laughs> Online shopping. If you're Kelsey Crunch, just like the commercials. All right. Well, um, like I said, the bye week's coming up. Uh, hopefully, we'll get McDuffie back after that. Yep. I think, I'm sure that's what the target is now that, especially with the bye week, he should be more than recovered for, for that returning game. I haven't seen who were playing Titans following week Titans. Yes. All right. I like it. I like it. And your reads always great coming off a bye. Um so should be should be a good game. Uh, we haven't decided quite yet what kind of content we're gonna be bringing out during the bye week. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be something like our preview show or if it's gonna be something uh substantial. Uh maybe a look around the NFL we'll see what we'll the you know chat with Stan and see if he's available but um stay tuned everybody for for some bye week content we'll have something out there for you guys um while the chiefs are not playing um but thank you guys for joining us this evening uh, signing off for dave and liesel wherever she went i'm kim lock and we'll talk to you guys later